I feel like I want to say sugar tits a lot, and I wonder if that's because I'm uh, racist and I don't I don't know it. Because sugar tits. Why does that, that make you racist? Because it's a quote from Mel Gibson. Yeah, but so is "Give Me Back My Son," and that's not racist. Okay, good point. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I feel way better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure somebody <laughs> snuck in sugar tits before him too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've definitely said sugar tits before, and I am uh, not racist. I just feel real bad about using that sentence. I think sugar tits is kind of a—it's not a compliment, but it's not not a compliment. Yeah, because what is sugar tits? Yeah, isn't it like sweet tits? Yeah, but like if I called you, like I might call you sugar tits. What's up, sugar tits? It's just like a hello, fun... apple dumpling bottom. See. Yeah, but if you call him sugar tits, he's going to get weird because he's got weird boobs. Do you have weird boobs? I do. He's got boobs. Well, when you say weird boobs, like they're upside down? Like, what do you nah, mean weird? Like a, they're like a lady's. Yeah, everything that I eat goes straight to my tits. That's a lady thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when I lose weight, it's the first place I lose them from. <laughs> Wait, so you gain weight in your tits? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And is it in the is it in the uh, supple bottom part or more of the areola like meaty area? Both. Really? It's a mad dash for both. Yeah, I get I get more supple, and my nip nips get like all poofy. So can I tell you that I when I was growing up I had the same thing. Josh Wolf, by the way. By the way, welcome to the show. One of the reasons why I'm obsessed (laughs) with working out. Honestly, fake Native American, Josh. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This generation, Steven Seagal. The show came up. Yeah. Can I tell you, I bought this jacket at a gas station in New Mexico. And when I walked in and I saw it, I was like, hey, how much for that jacket? And the woman was. Let me guess. Yeah. 20 wampum. Nah. 20. It's got to be 40 at least. I'd say $51. 75. Right. Yep. I also still. It's worth it. It's a fucking fancy jacket. I bought a bow and arrow at the same place. Nah, I bought a, did gr- it work? a grinder. What do you mean a grinder? The it, app or a weed grinder. Oh, okay. I bought some ceramics. I bought uh, this place had a little bit of everything. Yeah. I bought a, a, a shirt, a Western shirt. I bought some fireworks. Yeah, there was a little bit of everything at this place. Wow, that's a cool store. Yeah, New, New yeah. Mexico is a, is. I, I've never really been out in and about amongst the people, but it's kind of where I want to shop. Oh, like this? everywhere going shopping sounds lame to me. No, this mm-hmm. place was. But the that best. sounds fun. Yeah, all your... works bow and arrow and a cool jacket. You could also get Mexican food and Chinese food at the same gas station. I don't want to eat that. <laughs> What's more, do you think is more dangerous for your butthole? Seven Eleven sushi, or that Mexican food at that gas station? Seven Eleven sushi. That's real dicey. Isn't I didn't it? know that. I, that's a thing. That yeah, exists? gas station sushi. You guys have seen gas station sushi. Yeah, right? but they usually oh, play it yeah, real okay. safe. It's not actual fish in there they don't play that game it's crab with a k that's right it's capital k crab. capital k crab <laughs> it's still that's dicey it's not it's pasteurized fish can't do that yeah I, it's like when i see people buy tuna salad sandwiches from the uh, from the yeah. gas station you're like what are you doing they have dude? granola bars what yeah. are you doing yeah. <laughs> what? there's like, classier this, ways this to commit suicide just, this is a meal just to stay alive <laughs> and you're at a gas station turn around yeah 
and get the granola bar. Don't eat the fucking fish sandwich. Are you out of, or just maybe not eat for the next two hours? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just, I mean, I would, this might be a job for Lunchables. Yeah, just pull up, <laughs> wait till the next too. exit. You know, Lunchables are super dangerous. They're apparently like the worst food ever because it's not real food. Super processed. I think like anytime. And I've, I travel a lot, especially in the South. And I go to like those little diners, like Shoney's and places like that. <laughs> but anytime there's a meat product for under three ninety nine, Yeah. I have to bow out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When you yeah. say steak and eggs, three ninety nine, I'm like steak and eggs. Yeah. I'm getting a piece of steak and other stuff for under four dollars. That nope. seems dicey. <laughs> that seems dicey. Man, it's a certain age you get to if you're still conscious and want to continue living at a at a you know in a, a decent rate like not just like uh, 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 you know i mean i'm 50 and i can't touch my toes you there's certain food where you can't do it mm. it's just it's gonna take a couple of days to recover from same with drinking man but i mean before i quit can't drink cheap shit it would fucking wreck me I have to try and drink something cleaner and not have too much sugar in it. Like all mm-hmm. that bullshit. Like the older you get, the more they don't make you slowly unhealthy. They immediately make you unhealthy. Yeah. The Lunchable would fuck <laughs> me for the whole day. The rest of the day, I'd be like, oh, I don't know, man. How much better do you feel? I know I stopped, I stopped drinking a while ago. How much better do you feel? Hey, I, yeah. It's the, it's the up and down shit. Yeah. Where I'm just having the worst day ever. I don't ever have that. Yeah, I agree. I, I find that we, I mean, weed and mushrooms, I don't know if I'll ever stop. I may, maybe I'll come to a time, but they both work so well in my body. Yeah. Mushrooms especially work so well for me. Like, especially on how I feel about myself and my outlook on the world. Yeah. Like, they, if, since I've started doing mushrooms, it's really changed all of that for me. How hard do you go when you get into some mushrooms? It just depends. Like last night we did a couple grams. I will tell you something. Uh, so mushrooms really helped me. Okay. So in my life, the way I, my perspective for comedy, I've always been real easy on myself. And I'm with comedy. I always look at it as a puzzle, right? So say it's a thousand piece puzzle. Comedy is. And so jokes are trying to find the puzzle piece and not every piece you try is going to work. And, but I've never looked at it as failure. I just look at it, oh, I need to find a different piece of the puzzle. Yeah. I started to apply that to my life. I stopped thinking of success and failure. Life's a puzzle, man. Why am I beating myself up if I try a piece and it doesn't work? I just got to try another piece. So I stopped labeling that. And mushrooms really helped me get to that. Wow. But I stopped labeling things as failure because it's life, dude. Life is filled with that. It's filled with puzzle pieces. I just need to try to find another piece. And so I stopped beating myself up about shit that I, in the past, deemed as not working. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mushrooms that that really jacket's have- really working out well for you. Yeah, dude. It's really vibed me in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the easy rider of this generation. But yeah. It's like your brain has frill. <laughs> <laughs> but it really changed things for me. Right. It's yeah, crazy. I might have to. Because I didn't think I was, especially with comedy, I don't take myself that serious i know that i just started but when i had that call the other day about how many tickets i sold and the reality of it i was like oh i thought i was doing better but then i realized what made you think that you were doing better you just got here what what happened to you that made you think that you were hot shit at all because i when i was like oh wait i didn't sell that many i sold half as much as i thought 
Oh man, let me. I didn't think that, and but I didn't. I also didn't know that. I thought I expected that, but it was it was a bummer, which mean which made me realize you thought you were harder than you are. Let me ask you a question: Do, Is there a list of people that in your mind that you would leave your house to go see? You know what I mean? That you would buy a ticket and leave your house. There's a list of people, but there are a bunch of people you wouldn't. 150 people, dude, left their house to see you. It's such a, for me, every time I get on stage, it doesn't matter how many people are in front of me. It's such a humbling notion that these people went home from work and were like, we're going to see Josh Wolf tonight. That's our plan. Three people, a hundred people, a thousand people. The fact that they got ready and bought a ticket to come see me is still to me the most unbelievable, humbling thing. And so I would never look at it, dude, as I only. Yo, you got 150 people it's to leave lot. their it's house a, and come see you. It's a bit less than that, but anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? It's pretty amazing, man. It really is amazing. And this jacket and the mushrooms have really mellowed me out. I Nice shoes, too. <laughs> Thank you. They don't better... match the jacket at all. But, That's why I wear them. But it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you did that. <laughs> yeah, these are not. I'm not going to try and figure it out. I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> hey, man, yeah, cool outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? Humbling. I always find it so strange that I, I think that's like the right thing to say, but shouldn't. Wouldn't it make sense objectively? Not mm -hmm. talk about Joshua. Talk about somebody else. If I'm whoever, if I'm Bill Burr, and a thousand people show up to see me, why wouldn't I go? Wow, that actually makes that puffs my ego up a little bit in a healthy way. It's natural to go look at this. You've achieved something. Isn't that the exact opposite of humbling? No. I don't think so. I think it depends on how you're looking at it. You can be proud of yourself. There's nothing wrong with being proud of yourself. I think the word selfish has been made to make people think that they are bad people. There's nothing wrong with being selfish sometimes. I, do you know what I mean? Like there's, but there are ways to be bad selfish and good selfish. And so to be happy and proud of yourself, mm -hmm. that's part of the deal, man. It's healthy. That's part of the deal for what you accomplish. I you, was proud I did 45 minutes. Fuck yeah, I would be, dude. I remember when I saw the clock and I was like, I got more, but I'll leave. But I was like, <laughs> I fucking thought for sure it'd be like about 35 in. I'd be like, so anyway, fuck. But can I tell you, so I opened for Sam Kinison the fifth time I was ever on stage. Nah. Oh, shit. And I thought I was only gonna have to do five minutes. And so when did you find out it wasn't going to be five minutes as like, I was walking on stage? How much did it? 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Under wow. what circumstances Fuck. did you come to open for comedy legend Sam Kinison? I'm assuming somewhere near the height of his fame. Bill, for only uh, your fifth show. Carl LeBeau, his father, I believe, on the way to San Antonio. I was leaving San Antonio. I believe his dad had passed, I think, from HIV. I don't want to I think that's what it was, but his dad passed away. So they were looking for somebody to open. And I had just won a comedy competition at a bar. Mm. And the promoter was like, who won that comedy competition? They're like, this kid, Josh Wolf. And they were like, call him, see if he wants to open for Sam. Shit. And let me tell you how unprepared I was. First of all, Kinnison was a rock and roll, rock and roll guy. Yeah. I was a young, I, okay, this is what I wore to the show. I had acid wash jeans. I had a blockbuster like like light blue button down Oxford shirt that I tucked in with some with a black belt. I had my dad's dress shoes. I had a black motorcycle jacket and a ponytail with bangs. <laughs> no, you didn't. Bro. Ponytail with bangs. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I don't that know was... if I can continue this. 
Let me tell you. Everything was okay until you said bang. Was that Punky Brewster's hairstyle? Yes, dude. Let me tell you. (laughs) His fans lit me up. As soon as you walked out. Before I got to the microphone, one of them screamed, you better be funny, Bobby Brady. And I was like, oh, fucking no. (laughs) So fifth time on stage, you're not ready for hecklers. You're definitely not ready for his hecklers. And they were so done with me. Like five minutes into the set, they were just talking to each other. They were done heckling me. Eh. Can I tell you how bad it was? I repeated my act four times. <laughs> I just wait. didn't know how else to fill the time. You just so, did five minutes. Wait, you said it again? Four when, times? When more people walked in, I would be like, hey, you guys, you didn't hear my set, so let me start it over for you. I just did it over. <laughs> so that, I'm curious, which, which, well, of the four, which, which, which of the four would you say was the best? Do you want to know how the second show went? <laughs> because I didn't know there were two shows that night. And they oh. sent you back out there. Fuck yeah, they did, what? dude. And Sam was fucked up, so Bill was like, you got to stretch a little bit. I'm like, stretch! Wait, stretch Did you not on, watch the first fucking show? Stretch on 20? Yeah, more than 20. So what happens when you, you walk off when you walk off again. stage the first time? Yeah, yeah I did. Uh, nobody clapped no. or booed. They but, what, just what, but, back, but, but backstage, what's the reaction? Oh, no reaction. Do you think they watched my set? Are you kidding me? They had no idea what had happened no. out there. As a matter of fact, when I when he said, I think I need you to stretch the second show, I said, did you watch the first one? He goes, it sounded great. I'm like, yeah, you, just, <laughs> you were not paying attention to what just happened out there. See, that is because I got pulled into being in a spot where I was definitely not worthy of being there. Uh, like Ryan Sickler had me come up in front of like 500 people and that was I went from the dime bar to that yeah and then the very next gig after that Whitney Cummings DM'd me and I think it's because she's friends with Tony Hawk and she was doing a show in San Diego and she knows that Tony and I do a podcast yeah. together but she just said would you want to do uh, your set and I was like yeah I can't say no right but I was thinking this is not right and then it was at the Balboa uh, Theater, where it was 1,300 people, sold out. And I'm backstage pacing. She's trying to talk to me and be friendly, and I'm just like one-word answers because <laughs> I don't think that I'm going to remember my act, and I don't believe in it either, let alone... Like, I was like, can I remember the things that I've written down, and, and will it be funny? But I did the set, you know, I, I was cold. I get, I got real cold. I'm pacing like I'm going to fight backstage. Everyone's like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. I'm like, I don't believe any of you at all. I don't care who you are. I don't believe you. And I do the set and I finish. And people laughed. When I walk off, somebody's got a light flashing in me, in my face. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? And then I realized it's Whitney. And she's like, you fucking killed it. And gives me a hug. Tony Hawk jumped on my back as I was leaving the studio, the the stage. And That's awesome, I dude. I remember looking at the lights above me, and I was like, this is not real. This is not really happening. And then she was like, you did great. I'd love to have you somewhere. And I'm just looking at Tony, and he's like, yeah, dude. And I was like, this is not real. Like, have you gone back and watched the tape? Uh-uh. They didn't, I don't know if they filmed mine. I don't You film. don't. You have to watch your. You have to watch. Yeah, people have been saying that. You have to. Yeah. You haven't been doing it long and you because you're going to watch yourself and go, do I do that with my fucking face? Or you're going to notice something about yourself where you're like, dad, I don't, I don't like that. Or, or, or the mic stand or the way you hold the mic. What I've it, watched it helps. No, the one I've got is, uh, so anyway, I say too much. Yeah. So anyway, and I'm like, stop saying that. Yeah. But I think I hold the mic. Okay. 
<laughs> Maybe I, I can come to one of your shows and you can put on the the shot collar, and I'll be off to the side. And every time you you go, so anyway, I'll zap you. Yeah. Wow, that really adds a little something to yeah. the set. That's for sure. That'll, Shock collar. I don't know if yeah. it'll be a positive. But yeah, like <laughs> you might sell a couple more tickets. <laughs> hey, everybody, come see me get electrocuted. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's an angle. Yeah, it for sure is an angle. Also, maybe see some weird titties. How does that work? Well, I mean, maybe he shows some weird titties. Oh, yeah. yeah if, if the shock collar doesn't work, I'll flash you. Yeah. Like, oh, I have to step up the punishment. These titties now. are funny. I'm telling you, I had the same titties. My did, brother, uh, do, they, do they look like old salami? Wait, you were fat. I had my brother used to tell you're me shredded. He, but my bro, but, I, but the reason is that I had these meaty nipples growing up, and I did not like it. I remember my brother telling me that it. I used to, I wore a shirt at the swimming pool growing up because of your titties. Yep. But you weren't a fat kid, right? No, but I had some titties, and I was like, I'm gonna work out obsessively so I don't have these. Like that's really what pushed me to to. Even now, dude, I'm like I'm 53, but I will. I'm six days a week. You don't want those hour. nipples back. I do I not want my meaty nipples. When did you cross over? Like when did you start really aggressively putting that chapter of your life behind you? What age? The meaty, the meaty nipples. Yeah. <laughs> when did you become a fit guy where you could actually anybody looking at you could tell that you'd been working out? 1920. All right. I, when I got through high school, uh -huh. I wasn't too bad in high school. I was younger, like when I. I, but I just never made I, I always had my shirt on Locker room I just kept my shirt on You know what I mean So you became like The hot chick That had a personality Because she was ugly In high school <laughs> Because I had meaty nipples Yeah I uh. had to develop A little bit of sense of humor I also had three older brothers So when you're the youngest Of a big and they family they didn't have meaty titties They did not have meaty titties Hey there was only one way Yeah <laughs> <laughs> And older brothers Like to give out purple nurples And if you have oh. Meaty nips yeah. That's a big target Yeah that's Did that a, happen to you? Double twist No not really uh. I didn't get these fucking sloppy things until I was maybe in my mid twenties. Oh, you got radio tits. Yeah, yeah. I got I got too comfy. Yeah, radio people are not healthy. No, but they don't have to be. No, I disagree. Because like, you could live longer. I feel like people forget that. I know it from dating apps. All the people on dating apps that are my age that link up with me, I'm like, you look older than my mom. It is weird. What's up with your lifestyle? Because it has to be that. Oh, like my friends from high school and college. They, I, we just, I think there's something about living out here and being in this business yeah. that kind of keeps you. Yeah, because everybody here is narcissistic. Yeah, without and you've that. all got to you try to look good because everybody figured out that good-looking people get uh, more chances in life. I, I have to tell you, it's one of the re like leaving here was maybe the best decision of my life. Leaving yeah. Los Angeles. You moved to Vegas. We moved to Nashville first. My wife did not like the weather, so we moved to Vegas. What's Nashville's weather like? Shitty. Gets cold. Cold, wet, tornadoes. Oh, I fucked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Humid. With so, humid, the super. Shit. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't. The the humidity is the worst. So now you live in Vegas. You got a pool, right? We live in Vegas. We got a pool. Everybody has a pool there. It It's the chillest place. I've, I, we live 20 minutes off the strip. It's quiet. It's just like, I mean, coyotes. Do you always saw the biggest fucking spider I've ever seen in my life? What? In Vegas. A hairy one or? Not a tarantula. Uh, it was at night. I was a little high. It, it, they have helps. Some, yeah, yeah. It helped the size too. But they're called garden spiders, but I didn't know what that was until I Googled it. But they're huge black uh, spiders. Scared that my dog was like, I would like to eat this right now. Yeah. Wouldn't it weird how dogs don't see danger in that? 
Oh, have you ever seen a dog fuck with a snake? I'm yeah. like, dude. What are you doing? Good, yeah, do you know these guys have like poison? And it's apparent <laughs> to me they don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they don't answer you either, which is weird. Yeah. Do you have a tattoo uh, that says Mon? I have a tattoo that says now. And oh. I, have <laughs> I have a tattoo that says now and I have a tattoo that says us. It's just to remind me to be really present with the people that I'm with. Oh. Because you, you used to not be like that? I used to like if we were at a bar, I would be looking over your shoulder to see what else was happening behind yeah. you. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, L.A. turned me. One of the reasons I moved, dude, is L.A. turned slowly turned me into somebody that I just did not like. Really? You're influenced by it. You know, man, mostly I I was comparing myself to other people. This yes. is a town of comparison. I know. And so there, it makes you feel bad about yourself. Instead of thinking about what yeah. I do have, this town constantly made me think about what I didn't have. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's yep. so fucking unhealthy. I moved to Vegas and I'm like, you know what? It's, I, it's good. I'm doing what I love, what I've always loved. I'm literally living my dream. Yep. How could I complain about a fucking single thing? Yep. But living here had me doing that. You don't think it's just entertainment in a whole? Because, like, I found myself doing that when I was working in New York. And I was, you know, I was one step up from an intern still just being like, why are other people getting these breaks? What the fuck is going on? Like, that guy just got a show, like, came from my level. I'm funnier than that person. Like, working in stand-up, even seeing other people get gigs that you might secretly feel they don't deserve. I've never felt that pretty happy about that yeah <laughs> I th- <laughs> i'm happy for everybody that touches the microphone i'm like give me here yeah i honestly i i think like it's such a defeating mindset because if you're thinking about them you're not thinking about you and how to move yourself forward yeah but 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 like yo you have so much you know what if I the, the thing that really somebody said to me, my brother, and I was talking to him about all this shit when I was still living here. And he was like, Josh, I want to give you a little perspective in the history of people who've tried stand up comedy. You're in the one percent. Yeah. Stop complaining. There are always going to be people who have more. Who the fuck cares? That doesn't affect your life. Yep. And it was just like, oh, that's right, dude. What am I doing? Like, think about what we do. This is your job, man. I know. We're at work dressed like this. I'm, I'm dressed like Easy Rider, and I don't even know what you're dressed like. You know what I'm saying? Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a bit, I'm a bit tired. I had a birthday weekend, and yeah. I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm put a T-shirt on. Yeah, but, right. you know, it's all, my perspective has changed so much. It is a good way to look at it. But there's a part of you that has to always have that in there because that's the drive. Yes, you know. I think so. Like I, 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 I feel the same way Kevin does sometimes, but I also think, I like not everybody is trying as hard as I thought they would, and that's always to me. I see that as, uh, I can I can do this too because these guys are just out here smoking cigarettes and drinking, and they come up and say the same thing over and over again. They ain't trying to fucking progress. You know, I can tell it's more of a social thing to them. It's their lifestyle. And I, I'm like, I'm happy that you're doing that, but I see that everybody I've met in comedy is not like uh, obsessed 
and just trying to constantly create because uh, that would be intimidating yeah. but i'm like oh my god everybody here is fucking heavy hitters but most of the people i meet they're just like take it or leave it fucking most people don't understand the intense work it takes to be good at at comedy comedy is not easy man no it's not fucking easy and there's so many people out there trying it right now it's because it's it's similar when i when i do alice mania and people want to box and they say that they're um they've never lost a bar fight i'm like that doesn't mean shit yeah. in here you know because there's there's you've probably told some stories and people laugh you, your friends think you're funny so i'm probably a good comedian no no, that doesn't mean if you're a funny guy at the party that that just automatically means grab a microphone and you're going to be brilliant at comedy. There's a whole fucking art form to this. It takes fucking years for your body to understand how to do it right. Just like all the other things that I've tried in my life. No one ever just goes, oh, kickboxing, fuck it, spin kick, fuck it. It doesn't work like that. No. So it's the same as... And, and, and you know what? Eventually, you start to learn what you say funny. So I can tell a joke two or three times on stage, a story and be like, yeah, that's not gonna work for me. I, I know right now, it, it, like I'll write jokes and be like, I, this doesn't sound good coming out of my mouth, but I'll send it to somebody who I know can tell that joke uh, because I know what I you say. You got my number? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I say funny and I know what works in my brand yeah. and some of the, some stuff just doesn't, but I'm, you know, you know what I mean? Of like, course. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I can compare that easily to like songwriting. Yes. I always ask, like, and, and and they always pretend they don't know what I'm talking about, but I've asked a couple metal guys. I'm like, do you ever just come up with, like, a really awesome Britney Spears hook? And you're like, I, I can't use that, yeah. but I can't fucking turn it off. I sit around playing music all day. Man, that would be a great song if I was Britney Spears. I'm like, no, man, no idea what you're talking about. Well, you're full of shit, of dude. You, you've played Hitler, Oh, no, you just live in time. the dark. You live in a dark dungeon. <laughs> all the, oh, my God. <laughs> The Prince of Darkness <laughs> yeah, only comes out when you play guitar. Yeah, just jerk it. off to White Zombie <laughs> Records. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's part of being an artist, though, man, is that, like, you're you're 360. Yeah. You know what I mean? And some shit works for me and some shit doesn't. Yeah, I'm excited about it because I know that the more you put in the work, the more you start to understand it. And the more you understand it, if you're very passionate about it, all of a sudden things open up and you go, Oh my God, I could do this. I didn't even know I could go there. Like, I feel like that happens every couple of months where I realize I see somebody say something or that they change their, their, their bit for the next day, the next night because something wasn't, and I was like, Oh wow. You could just, you could do that. That means I could do that. Yeah. And it's the same with skateboarding and all that stuff where I got better, you know, to the point where, I remember skating and going, I'm going to do this trick over there, this trick over here, and this trick over there. And then I got to a point where I would drop in and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do a lot of shit. That's how I feel when I walk on stage. Right. Because you- I have an idea. Like if there's a couple stories I'm working on, I know I'm going to do those in the set. I don't know where they're going to go. Yeah. Generally, the only thing I'll know is the first two jokes. And, and those two jokes are always based on the city. I write them when I get there. So, so the people who come to my show know, oh, he's present. This is, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. This is happening right now. Yeah. So I really try to be specific with the city. And then depending, like I have a, a bunch of stuff to pull from, but you know what it does for me, dude? It, it keeps it fresh. One of the reasons that I still love stand up, and, and when I tell you I love it, I fucking love being on stage is because I make it different for myself every night. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's like a new pool I'm swimming in every night. 
And I think if I did the same hour in the same order every night, I think that would get a little boring for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe that. I don't have the... You will. I, I don't do... I don't really repeat because I never remember my story the same way every time <laughs> I say it. And I'm never that convinced that it's perfect. I'm always thinking every time I go up, I'm like, how can I make this better? Dude, it's... Ask any comic. A joke is never done. It's just a matter of when are you done telling it? Because you yeah. can always add tags. You right. can always drop a word. You can always tighten here or there. It's never... I, th look, there's a joke. One of my biggest jokes is... Uh, um, I tell a story about throwing my buddy a bachelor party, but it, I pranked him, right? And instead of hiring a stripper, I hired this enormous six foot, 300 pound woman to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> it was hilarious, dude. She came over and fucking wrecked him. But um, I stopped telling it for like four years because it was a big story. And, and I've recently, I have a lot of new fans. So I've just been breaking it out every now and then. And I tell it just a, a little differently. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because I'm a different person, it's a different time. Yeah. But but I don't write my stories down either because I'm not that good of an actor. Yeah, so if I have to remember not. the words exactly, yeah, I'll fuck it I'll up. Fuck it up. All yeah. I'll think about is the words. Okay, I good. was there. I know the story. Yeah, It's a little different every time I tell it, but it's the same story yep. and it keeps it fresh. I would yeah. do the same thing, dude. Yeah, because I feel like I've... Because I can tell some people write word for word stuff and it just seems it's not so... Me. Like impossible for me. I'd be trying to remember the words on the page. I'd yeah. be in my brain. I'd be I picturing be the computer yeah. screen. Right. I don't want that. I want to relive the story as I'm telling it. Yeah. So yeah, me pu too. Punchlines are pretty much the same, but and the story's the same, but the words I'm using are, yeah. are different. It keeps me in the moment. What's the show you're doing with your son? Listen, like this, you do stand up together as well, right? Yeah, he comes on the road with me. We do a lot of Q&A. My oldest son has started coming on the road with me and doing stand up. It's man, I've never felt this is the best. I've never felt better personally, professionally in my life, dude. So he goes on the road, but you also have a show, right? We the show uh, premieres. I don't know when is this here. It'll be a month or so, probably three weeks. OK, so the show is on my YouTube page yeah. and uh, it's called Family Tussle. And it's a father-son competition show, and the loser has to do an embarrassing punishment. Wait, I saw photos of boxing. You did you fight him? He and I got no. Yeah, we we did three rounds. Wait, of, <laughs> were you fucking really boxing? So Freddie Prince was my trainer, and Brendan Shaw was his trainer. Wait, you, did you really punch? Your no, son? I would never punch him, dude. I would never. We ja I jabbed it out. He threw a couple punches at me. How old is he? He's twenty-five. Okay, but you I'm, can, you I'm can not, box though, right? Uh, I more, mean, more than him. He's six three. Yes, and that does make it harder, and and quicker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and faster, and has better stamina. He's twenty five. You know what I learned really early on? An in shape fifty year old is still nowhere near in good a cardio as an out of shape twenty five year old. Okay. Like this dude, he's like, I haven't worked out in two years. I was gassed. Right. He was dancing around, but there were a couple times. I'm tell me if this ever happened to you. I could see the punch coming. But my reaction time, I was like, oh, here comes that punch. How come I got hit with that? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. my head was not moving in time. Yeah, with good guys, that happens to me. Yeah, he, well, I'm not sure how good he is. I'm just terrible. But but this this show is called Family Tussle. We shot 10 episodes. Like, um, I think I sent you one. The episode, the first episode, how do I, hmm. I had to get a tattoo. 
He made me get a tattoo. <laughs> on my a good one? Uh, no. There's a tattoo on my back right now. It's the worst. And you're not prepared prepared to uh, reveal what it is? I think I can because by the time this comes out, it will. Oh, what do you think? Maybe we should think we should make people go watch it. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm titillated. My wife was like, I came home from the shoot, right? And it was two days later, and she goes, is that a fucking tattoo? And I was like, oh, I forgot to tell you I got a tattoo. She was like, what does that say? And she read it. She was like, you got to get that. You got to get that removed. I can't. I can't look at that. Yeah. But. It, yeah. <laughs> I lost it, a bet once, and it was for getting a tattoo of the other person's face on your ass. Like a big one. Did you get it? Your whole butt cheek, yeah. So I lost. And I kind of knew I was going to lose, but I thought it would at least be like a challenge. But in, in the end, to qualify, uh, somebody hit my front wheel on the first turn and broke my car. So I didn't even get to race him. <laughs> yeah. But it start, the race started and I lost. So I was pissed. And then I get the tattoo. And the guy that I lost the bet to, Twitch, shout out to you, fucking pussy. Um he has a head tattoo and he's shaved head tattoo guy. So the portrait on my ass kind of people would think that I might have got my own face on my ass, but also it's our friend. Katie knows my friend and it was on there for a while before she said one day, you know, every time I'm behind you, I don't think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> that tattoo is not, you know what I mean? A good look for you. Do you still have it? No, nah, I covered it. What'd you cover it with? Baffin Your Man. face? No, nah, the devil. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that was a quick jump. Eh, Twitch is pretty evil. I, I'm fucking... I, <laughs> He's a nice guy. Do you have any tattoos? Yeah, I got this bad boy when I got bored in Las Vegas one time. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 You, had, you had to be there. Yeah. I, I mean, don't... that that tattoo is, that's like 1940s sailor. Which is what I wanted. Oh, I wanted like, you were going the for? classic, yeah, like, yeah. this is my darling Clementine back home, but where it's supposed to be <laughs> yeah. a girl's name, it says your mom. Yeah. But I, I've been saying for a while that I would do it until the kids got wise to it. And once they figured out the dumb joke, then I would change it to something. Right. And my daughter is like four. And she's like, did you get that? Everything is Minnie Mouse for me, for me. And I'm like, oh, right. That's what you do. That's yeah. what you do. You cover it up and actually put your kid's name in there. And that's what I'm solved. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. There you go. Um, I got the kids. You got the kids. How many kids do you have? I have two now. How old are they? 10 and four. How old are your kids? 17 and 13. Yo, that the 17 and 13, it's such a whole different blend of problems issues yeah. yeah do you know what i mean they're better problems but they're just Fe as long as they don't go real bad fewer problems could be bigger much problems yeah yeah, yeah 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 and ten like four it's constant you have to be around them all the time but the problems are like what's the biggest problem yeah. Bo 17 boo boos she's yeah, got boo she's got boo boos yeah your right. 17 year old drive just got her car just bought her a car is it nerve-wracking for you Fuck or yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i saw her drive off the other day and I just stood out on the street and watched her drive off. Wait, you know, she's the indicator waiting at the road. And then off she goes. And I'm just like, fuck. Oh, it's so crazy. It scares the shit out of me. Yeah. yeah. This guy got rear-ended on his way down here today. Yeah. Yeah. People are fucking morons out there. Was somebody looking at your titties? <laughs> I hope. You, you got to stop, fla you gotta stop yeah. flashing <laughs> truck drivers. <laughs> <laughs> 
in your convertible. <laughs> <laughs> you, my friend, are no Christy Brinkley. Yeah. I hope you finally learned your Good lesson. Good reference. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how many people know that exact reference you're talking about. I think uh, people listening and watching, listening to this and watching this probably get probably. it. Yeah. Is that the best vacation? First one? Christmas. Yeah, Christmas has oh, to wow. have some strong votes with... Mm, no, you just showed your age. Shitter's full. I mean, that's a pretty good one. The squirrel in the tree, that whole thing is pretty dope. European vacations always had a special place in really? my heart because my my parents titties. were clearly yeah unable to find a real babysitter, so my boy cousin watched us, and we went to the VHS store and watched that. And you, it's going to pork her. Rusty's, okay, maybe he's going to pork her. I was like, that's like where I learned porking. Mm. <laughs> I think the that's first a big day. The first tits the I new saw. Rusty bummed me out. Yeah, I agree. See, I, I, agree. I didn't know the old one. So. Oh. oh, but the the um, Anthony Michael Hall is like Russ is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember the first titties I saw on screen was Animal House. Really? Yeah, those are the first titties I saw. I grew up in a different world. Clearly, Watching, seeing TVs, seeing titties on TV was pretty underrated. I'd already seen. What do you mean? I saw Mad Titties my whole life. Where? Uh, my mom's friends and um, my dad's friends. They were just titties hanging out. Yeah, some people did some stuff to me as well. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, but I'm just saying it. Whenever we talk about this stuff, and he brings up the movies that he sneaked in to watch yeah. so that he could see a titty, I never had that excitement. I feel like I saw a naked lunch, found a tape <laughs> in my parents' bedroom called Naked Lunch, where uh, guys came on salads and the girls ate it. And I was way too young That's, to watch that. I'm too young right now to watch and that. And I was like, I remember it was like maybe three other people and we all just sat around silent. Yeah. Like, I have to tell you, as a child, if I saw that, the next time I went to dinner and they were like, do you want dressing on the salad? I'm like, nah, I'll take it. Yeah, I never put it together. I just realized <laughs> yeah. Whenever <laughs> anybody brought up salad, I didn't go, fuck, watch for dad. But I didn't... I was didn't put them together yeah, at all. Yeah. I didn't think that they liked this video either, even though now I'm realizing, well, then why did they have it? Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah. Because they yeah. did. And if I have to think which one of them was watching it, I fucking know which one was watching it. Oh, and yes, he, it makes total sense that he was watching that. I can't think of a single worse way to serve cum. So, yeah. On a salad? Yeah. Katie wanted me to come on a burger once. And Th it that's was, better. Like cheeseburger or just like a... She made a burger. I think it was a veggie burger. Uh -huh. Maybe not. But she made it all pretty and stuff, and she was took the bun off the top and was like, come on it. And I was like, yeah. And I was jerking off over the burger, and I just felt weird. I don't know if I could come Why? on a burger. How do you come <laughs> on a burger? <laughs> I thought you were serious. <laughs> I was like, it just would felt weird, man. <laughs> but coming on a burger is like, you know, I worked on a show once where everyone wore diapers, and they were, and they were like, let's see who can pee or poop in the diaper. I just, my brain couldn't. I couldn't do it, even though I knew I had. Do you know what I mean? Like there was something. Yeah. So I don't know if my brain would like. There's nothing looking at a burger that makes me want to come on it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that was happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I wasn't sure that I wanted her to eat it. Yeah, I'm with that. You felt bad like, about ruining a burger? I just felt like she was like, I'm going to eat it. And I'm like, it's horny, but it's not <laughs> something about. Yeah, you know, I felt like. I don't want food. I'm not a food cum guy, I guess. I, I figure that's how you discover that. <laughs> I was like, I'm, 
Because I like kinks. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I've been yeah. introduced to kinks that I was like, I'd be like, fuck no. And then I do it and I'm like, oh, wow, that's a, that's awesome. I'm into that. But yeah, apparently coming on food is not my thing. Yeah, I don't, I, I, without even trying to do it, I'm pretty sure it's not my thing. It's almost a waste. Of the food or the cum? The cum. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly yeah. good cum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to go somewhere cool, not on a burger. Somewhere cool. <laughs> This is earmarked somewhere cool. <laughs> Go, baby. <laughs> um, but you know what, dude? Uh, guys like you, and I remember when you had you started this on your own, and you when that whole thing was happening with you, and I'd reached out to you, and you were like, "I'm a little nervous about what's next for me." Hey, still and, nervous. And but always bet, and and I was like, "Dude, you." You had a huge show without them. You'll have a huge. You had a huge show with them. You'll have a huge show without them. Like people like you, and and watching guys like you, one of the reasons that like this show that I did with my son, we funded myself, written myself, produced myself. I'm not waiting for corporations or execs who aren't creative to tell me what's gonna work and what's not gonna work anymore. Yeah, it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, I've said. I said that in an interview on someone else's show the other day where, you know, it, where right when it got big, it's serious. People were like, Oh, well then you should do this. And I was like, what, what how big's your show? Right. Wait, you don't have a show. That's weird. Like you don't have a show, but you're telling me how I should do my show because it got successful. Like maybe when I started, you could have given me a couple of pointers, but when you don't have a show or never have had a successful show. And now that mine's successful, you've got a couple of ideas. Yeah. And I know you don't give a shit. And not to mention, I had so many bosses on uh, in that world where every time there was a new boss, he would call me and say the same, almost word for word, on the things that I should do to improve the show. And I was like, is that your job? Like when you get, and you now you're in charge, you call the, the person and go, you know, some people, the fans don't know everyone's name, so maybe mentioning the names. And I was like, who? But by the fourth time, I was like, you gotta be... You have no idea how far you just fell yeah. on this phone call. Yeah. Like, I will never take you serious from here on out. That's a Oh, I note. should say t- Michael Telly from <laughs> fucking New Jersey. What's your opinion? Every fucking episode, five days a week? Shut the fuck up. Let me ask you, do you think this show is better now than it was when it was on Sirius? Different? Is it different? Is it better? What do you think? I mean, I think it's, it's, it's different, but I don't think it's... I think it's better from the end of series to now, but I think at one point at the very start, I was a lot more aggressive and there was an audience for that. And there's aggressive. Less... How did that show itself? What do you mean? I was just wrecking everybody on the show at all times or wrecking anybody's name that popped up. That was kind of half my job. It's like, everybody's a bitch except me. Got it. Got it. Got it. And I'm the hardest cunt on the planet. And if you don't get hard, you're a bitch, you know, show me your tits kind of like that guy right and now i'm a a lot more respectful to everybody i'm happier with myself so i don't need to tear people down anymore and i think a lot of people really enjoyed that yeah just judging by the way the world is these days there's a big chunk of men that want to hear men talk about how powerful we are and it's more you know i mean being half a gay that didn't fucking help at all right i feel sorry for these guys (laughs) But I also have a different, you know, I, I'm not like, uh, I'm not going to hammer these guys for an hour and a half about what a bitch they are compared to me. Right. It's not funny and it's mean. Yeah. But I don't think uh, 10 years ago that I thought that. 
do you guys like if for like do you feel like this version of the show like how do you feel like it's different I mean, different, it's hard to say, but here's a metaphor that I would use. It's like, say you strike oil, right? And so you buy all, you buy the whole field around it. I'm assuming that's how oil works. It's like, you-, you I like you, how you go into a metaphor. You're like, I actually don't know if this is how it works. I'm with you. <laughs> it just feels like you like, you tap a vein until that vein is dry. And I'm not envious of shows. I'm not envious of bands like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I just read an interview with a guitar player, like their one main guy. Like, I think he likes the money but hates being in the band. So he keeps keeps joining and quitting and joining and quitting. And there was a guy that was there for 10 years as his replacement. And he said something fairly frank. He's like, I kind of tried to flesh it out a little bit, but it became pretty clear to me. And I love those guys. Don't get me wrong. There was kind of a formula, and they were going to stick with the formula. I'm not jealous of the Chili Peppers recording their 50th album. It sounds exactly the same as Blood Sugar yeah. Sex Magic. So to me, I welcome a new studio or a new time slot or a new intern, a new anything, because it's like if we if nothing had ever changed, I feel like we would still be tapping the exact same vein, yeah. and that would be tapped by now. I think that's so a really all this good is, all this is is just a new area to explore, and it feels different, and feeling different makes it different. Wow. Yeah, and all the changes that have happened around us, right? Are you know that's a fight can't take it any other way yeah like i'm a huge success but now we're gonna let you go i'm like but you said this was like i signed things because you wanted to make sure that i wouldn't leave right what are you talking about i've got to go what what went wrong there's no real i didn't get an answer so you know you got people like you and obviously the fans that are like you're gonna be fine you're gonna be even better but that felt like a loss to me like i was like wait i'm fired yeah you're letting me go i only see that as a negative i'm yeah. sorry but but you know, obviously now that we're out my day-to-day existence is a thousand times better it is a thousand times that's pretty awesome man right but it's and i gotta look at it i think that what you said earlier about looking at other people's success i think i see because now that i'm a podcaster i look at all the podcasters and i'm like you know your mom's house i'm like man I, you know that's a good show but I, I did this first like i feel like i i feel like i invented your mom's house and their show's called your mom's house yeah. <laughs> i feel like there was a time there where i, I was everybody on the show was saying that they, and they're gigantic and we're nothing but it's but you're not nothing we're well, right you're right you're I not still nothing. i still i got a nice car i, I mean I, I still live a, a good life yeah but i i can't help jumping in and noticing that instead of being the big kid on the block, I'm very small now. But you're, here's what I keep going back to. You're small compared to yep, you don't, yeah, Tom to the and Christina. One. Yeah, to the biggest podcast in the world. But compared but to how, but 99% of the other podcasts. That's how winners look at it, Josh. Or know, who's the best? Why aren't I as good as him? When do I get to fight him? Because I'm the best. I get it. I get it. I want to take on everybody, I, and not, I, and I don't mean anything. I know exactly what you mean. Anybody, I just want to win. I agree with you. When I used to do, when I used <laughs> to be terribly no, honest, I don't you appreciate too. There's, myself. There's, listen. When I used to open for people on stage, my goal was I want to make. I hope you can't follow me. I oh, wow. went on stage <laughs> with such intention. <laughs> To burn that fucking stage up before them. Yeah. Take that, Sam Kinison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do now? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't quite work that show. But uh but I'm with you. 
I'm a hundred percent with you on that, but that's like a personal little fire for yourself. Yeah. I totally get that. I understand it now. Like but I think competing in comparison is two different things. Yes, and it's sometimes two different they things. get. Of course, they get. Yeah, they, they, I go, I step back a lot more than I ever did. So now I might go there, and then I'll step back and go, dude. You know, because I it's not like I don't realize. Like, how's your day? What, what did I wake up in this morning? What, what's my car? Like, do my kids Look, want a yeah. fucking e-bike? I can get them an e-bike. Yeah. That's not everybody. No. That's a very lucky person right there. Not to mention my job is fart jokes with these guys or going to the ramp and skating with Tony and telling fart jokes with Tony. It's not, Titties. A, not a bad joke. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these are not the best, but... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you mean you mean these flapper doodles? Oh, okay. So you that See? nipple? That's kind of what mine used to look like. Don't hide your gut. Oh, There's, it must be a little chilly because these if they fucking went down a little bit. Pretty, but they usually look worse than that. They're so very youthful. Mine, yeah, yeah. My my boobies bad. used to look like that, but my my areola were way meatier. They usually what do you mean? are. Oh wow! They yeah, were they, like fatter. Yeah, they, they have a little, little boner for the YouTube. Yeah, people. sometimes he has that. Oh really? Yeah. Are you, I, are you pushing say, them together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know. It is amazing because your face is starting. You're starting to look old. You are 40 after all, but your boobs yeah. are still barely legal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'll just, I'll lead with that from now on. You yeah. You take uh, no shirt and cover your face. <laughs> You'll get ID'd when you go to the bar. <laughs> yeah, nobody will let you into the bar. <laughs> or any establishment yeah. in the world. <laughs> Definitely not a playground. Did we ID the shirtless guy with the luchador mask? (laughs) Is that Ellen? (laughs) I was was about to. I know, right? They might have similar chests. That was a fucking good call. Yeah, I think so. We're close. If Ellen and you both put t shirts over your heads, I would be like, who's who? (laughs) I was was about to hook up with a girl for the first time once, and I took my shirt off. She goes, aw. Oh like, no! That's better than when you took your pants off. Yeah. She goes, <laughs> she goes you kind of look like a like a prepubescent girl. Oh! <laughs> Did she still bone her? Well, she was still willing, so yeah. Yeah. Has a girl ever said to you, "I want I want you on top because I want to see your titties bounce"? They've asked for me to be on top, but I don't know if that was the reason. Mm. It might have been. Yeah, that's right. pretty hot though. Yeah, I would do that. I don't have bouncy titties, but I don't care. If you say get on top of me, I, I didn't hear the rest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, get on top of me, you stupid cunt. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stupid yeah. cunt, bouncing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. What are we doing here? You know? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm curious. Are you going to go over to Australia or anywhere to do stand-up? I would in a second. I'm just so new and not worthy, dude. Yeah. But I would like, you know, in a, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I, I fantasize about to be good enough to another country would have me there. And yeah, of course, if I got to be in the country I was born in, yeah, that would be fucking incredible. Right. But I realize that's, it's you know, not that far off. Dude. Long way away. Yeah. It's not, but especially if you bring the podcast, yeah, it's, I'd be interested to see how that does in Australia. Terrified. Because that one would mean a lot. Like, yeah. if everyone's like, fuck, what's up with this shit? I'd be like, oh, man, my, Australia doesn't get me. We're yeah. going, my son and I are going in January. We put a show. Uh, You've traveled somewhere else? New already. Zealand. Yeah, yeah. The UK, Dublin. Our our first show in Brisbane 
we put the show out uh, last week. It's not until January. First show sold out in three hours. It's that I don't know what it is about Brisbane, but the last time I went there, it sold out real quick too. I don't know what's the like that part of the country. What's it name? What's it known for? That is it like a blue collar area? Um, it's a bigger it's a bigger state, so it's spread out. The city's pretty basic, like it's not as gnarly as Sydney and Melbourne city wise. Yeah, and it has the Gold Coast, so it's like the surf capital of Got Australia. So it's more Australian, more. They have a thicker accent up there, and they're more. Um, it's more of a dude's world up there. Yeah, I had a, the last time I went. The shows there were fucking outrageously good. Eh. Outrageously good. I can't wait to go. You know what I love about touring in Australia is that Australia, in particular, I find will sit and listen to a long story. Eh. Like, and I like telling long stories. And they, the Australians will listen to the fucking whole story. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I really love it. Yeah, I wonder if that's... Because I feel like Sydney and Melbourne gets way more high-level entertainment sort of pushed on it. Yeah. It's the big cities. It's where everybody thinks they're hot shit. It's where all the money is. So Queensland might be a little more excited to have people. I fucking loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. I always loved going there because I like the... it's more australia like sydney and melbourne is a city and it's very la new york la new york yeah that's what it felt like in queensland is you know you're in a different country melbourne felt like new york city to me yeah in sydney's la yeah totally yeah when we grew up in skating when hip-hop started melbourne was new york and oh that was east coast west coast yeah yeah we I, were all similar to way more similar to biggie's thing than we were tupac's thing and then when I moved here to California, then it was, we Tupac is is the jam. That's so good. Oh, now you Tupac. Yeah, uh, Tupac, <laughs> man. I saw a guy on a train in Australia once with the tattoo on his stomach. White guy. I was just in Calgary. I was just in Calgary yeah, in Canada. Life, mate. Dude had a Tupac. He wore a Tupac onesie to my show. Footies and a hood. What? You, a onesie. What? Tupac two? on the oh, okay. chest. Oh, Tupac yeah. onesie. And I go, are those footies on there? And he was like, you know it. He lifted his foot. I'm like, you have a Tupac onesie with footies. So weird to honor a man's legacy by wearing something that if he were here, he would murder you for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> with the hood and everything. Right. Yeah. 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 It was, I, but it's a, it's a commitment to buy one, but to wear it out on a Saturday night is yeah. like next level. This dude clearly doesn't give a fuck what you think. Yeah. Remember uh, how I used a flamethrower in the front of the house the other day? Yeah. And the neighbor was there? Yeah. Two of them, yeah. Yeah. Na they taunt, they taunt you? No, nah, the neighbor came up to Katie and asked some shit about the flamethrower. What did she say? Oh, she asked me what it's Use for. Use your camera. Hold on a second. It's for shooting flames, it, duh. It, did the the neighbor? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. So there was one neighbor who seemed somewhat favorably disposed, and one who seemed mm -hmm. less favorably disposed. The Which, one that who, was going to get the phone out, and I said, "Do you want to film it?" And then she put her phone back in her pocket. She's the one, the lady with no, the dog. No, the no, one no. with the, the one in the car that said, "Wow, you can literally feel the heat coming." Yeah, off yeah, that. yeah. The cool one. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She brought that up again. She was like, "What is that actually for?" And then I was telling her, "Oh, it's actually for clearing brush," and explained that it was, you know, a gift and so on and so forth and she was like you know what i really think it's for she came in all close and she was like zombies hmm. for what zombies zombies 
She thinks that if there's a zombie <laughs> attack, she's going to come over here because I've got a flamethrower. How That's a f- bad idea. How far does the flame shoot? F- to f- f- further than I thought when I turned it on in the backyard. Oh, what do you no. think it was, like More 10, than 15? 10 feet? She, oh, yeah. Like 35. No fucking Dude, way. I'm trying to start it and it won't start because I don't know how to operate it yet. And I'm in the backyard and Katie's just watching me and I don't know. And I'm trying to make it turn on. And then finally I get the thing to work and it goes, and I'm like, oh shit. And then I press it again. And I, I watched the flame go and I'm like, oh fuck. And it goes right across the whole backyard and, uh, into these bamboo, um, trees. Yeah. And lit them on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And does it retract right away? Like, how does it work? If you leave it on, it stays out there. Oh my. It was the little flame. I did like a shh and it fucking like 30 foot hit the bush, turned the bush on fire. And I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) And when I got a hose and when I got the hose, I look over and Katie's just looking at me through the window. Like, I'm like, did you see that? Yeah. She's like, yes, I fucking yeah. saw that. Maybe you should Google how far it shoots before you turn it. I was too frustrated trying to get it to work. The little flaming droplets were the bit I was less prepared for. What do you mean? There's a little bit of like post-cum dribbles that are like the little propellant themselves. The like little real flame? Yeah. So there's like a couple little drops of whatever the fuel is and they're yeah, on they fire. they hit the little pilot light too. Oh, no. Yeah. It's like the couple of Drops after you pee, after except, you pee. They're, except they're on the ground and they're on fire. Uh, by the way, mine are on fire sometimes, so <laughs> my little drops of pee. This every is 50. Now, yeah, yeah, this is 50 is 100% right. Uh. Wow. And so you, I don't know that I would need a flamethrower, but it might be cool to have one. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Nobody needs one. It's Maybe, a piss poor no. weapon for zombies, though. But if wait. You think about it. Is Didn't it? you just order one like, on the internet? You have to wait for their head. It's, like it's it's street legal. You can just order a flamethrower. It's right over. It's behind him. That's so a flamethrower. I can go online and be like, you know what? I want. I this want. Is, this is uh, legal in L.A. Even though somebody googled that flamethrowers are illegal in L.A., but the guy that gave it to us said that it's legal in L.A. So if I go to jail, I'll be like, my friend told me it was legal. What? <laughs> what would make like when they started to pass the flamethrower laws? Who's like, you know what? I think we should keep it legal. Who, what, what, for what reason would they need that to be legal? Protection. Clear and brush. <laughs> yeah. Zombies. Okay. Well, they started massive forest fires. What about in the East Coast when the snow's on the, on the, on the driveway? Well, you got a snowblower. Fucking melted off. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a video of somebody doing that. Me too, actually. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Which it's pretty cool. Tells me that. Yeah, I stand corrected. Why below snow when you can I think kill everybody it. should have. More to the point, here's the real question. What's so bad about us having flamethrowers? Well, how about this? You didn't know how it worked, and you shot a flame 35 feet across your backyard and started a fire. I put like, it out. Yeah, but not everybody might have a hose handy, or 35 feet across the street might be a cat. What do you got you know to keep bringing up old shit, Josh? What's that? Why do you got to keep bringing up old shit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know if Those a flamethrower. Those are good thrower. arguments, but have you seen the flamethrower? <laughs> I haven't. It, it's pretty I haven't. cool. I will say, I have a friend of mine, this dude who does radio in Kansas City, a guy named Johnny Dare. Johnny is a great dude, and he always invites me over to his house when I'm in Kansas City because he's like, do you want to see me blow shit up with the flamethrower? Yeah. And the answer is always yes. Yes. Yeah. Of course it is. Oh, fucking 100%. You're saying he blows shit up with he, it. Dude, he... That's way cooler. His flamethrower is larger than that. Yeah. It is a monster. 
and he had his house is a f- house full of just weird shit. But but like, yeah, I mean, entertainment purposes, that's a hundred. That's like top of the list. Yeah. But I think I smoke too much weed to be fucking about with a. That's a, also another good argument. But have you seen the flames come <laughs> out of it? It's really cool. It goes really far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hot. Yeah. Well, see, you reminded me. Got all these elements. <laughs> I stand corrected, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can say all that, and then we could go out on the street, and I'll go, and I'd be like, "You're right. You should have like, this wow, for sure." This is yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Can I use it? I'm like, "Yeah, you can." Fucking yeah. everybody should. Yeah. <laughs> you reminded me of a couple different things we talked about today. Remind me of this news story that I saw. Like, are we supposed to define what people are allowed to have and use based on what the stupidest and least capable members of society? Yeah, because if that's the case, nobody it. should have a car or alcohol. Because mm-hmm. there's a story that I'm going to share with you guys about a guy who took question. mushrooms by his own admission and went on a plane. It was a complete fucking nightmare. Are you talking about me right now? And I don't need to read the comments <laughs> oh, okay. to know that somebody goes, oh, and we're supposed to legalize these? Like, yes. How many people have been fucking nightmares on planes because of alcohol? More. And yet it just gets a pass, right? right. If somebody does something weird, if somebody murders the catty corner neighbor's cat with a flamethrower, I would maybe, never do that, by the way. And you can't blame it on... Weed, because most people could smoke weed and operate a flamethrower without murdering pets. I'm proof. I don't have zero deaths. I want to let you know that I do not have a well thought out answer for that. All I know is that I just why it's super cool and I would love to have one. Point why counterpoint why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we've reached the crux. Yeah, really. And by the way, this is just a classic definition of like, what is human society? I would do, like do, to have one. Yeah. yeah. Right. I just don't know. That's the correct answer. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no doubt about it. I would like to it have feels one. feels good when you're in charge of it and you swirt. Yeah. Do you ever go out just, just like, just like a banana hammock and that's when it, like a banana hammock and some goggles with that thing. That seems the way to go. Katie. Dude. Listen to goggles over here. We're filming shit tonight. Yeah, I'm telling you, banana hammock goggles. That's a photo shoot. Fuck yeah, that's yeah. gonna be a tremendous. Wait, Do you have goggles? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I need them, but it's a good look. I it's think. a good look. That's yeah. what I mean. Like the round, the strap one, and yeah. then because when you shoot it, the flames will come in the glasses. Oh wow. Okay, that's a good idea. You know what I'm saying. So check this out. In uh, a United Airlines flight from Miami to DC. Uh, was a bad trip in more, more more than one way. The guy takes mushrooms. He tries to go in the bathroom. There's somebody in there. He actually manages to break the lock on the lavatory bathroom. He's running up and down the aisle, clapping loudly near the cockpit and yelling obscenities. He's smiling in random people's faces. He's staring at people. Upon being calmly instructed to take his seat, he titty twisted a flight attendant <laughs> i mean that's yeah terrible. that's yeah yeah i <laughs> mean by the way that guy still sounds better than any drunk person on a plane that i've ever encountered really the dude who's just bad. smiling at people like hey weren't weren't as that did you see the per the drunk went, guy went who, is pretty heavy some guys don't like the, some guys some girls don't like the tune in tokyo josh oh i thought he did it to a dude no. I was. I just assumed. Flight oh, attendant. I thought it could have been. I, I, I thought he did it too, dude. The did you see the drunk dude who punched the flight attendant in the back of the head? Yeah, that was funny. See this? The, what you? I would fuck that guy up. Yes, yeah. on the plane. Yeah, I would. One hundred percent. I thought you meant flight attendant dude gave him a little titty twister. I just took it for granted. Yeah, it's that not it was a 
Uh, yes, a flight attendant's breast after she oh, calmly instructed him to take. Yeah, not funny. Okay, good. Not but cool. the titty twister, I grew up with three older brothers, so titty twisters is like, that's like a way of... Yeah, but those are your brothers. You yeah. got to be friends with the person you twist titties on. There's no doubt. And no. so what I mean is if you're taking mushrooms on a plane, yeah, shit's going to go sour. Yeah. And if I'm titty twisting a guy, I'm not doing it maliciously. I'm like, hey, wonk, wonk. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I had to get angry on mushrooms. That is, I, in my way, my the drunk person always seems angrier to me. And the yeah. mushroom guy just Fuck seems yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Although I and I take mushrooms and use. I can't imagine a plane is a great place for. Fuck no. That. Also, like that's I. Every time I do mushrooms, I just get real chill and relaxed, and I don't really want to do much stuff, let alone break fucking locks and honk titties and harass people and scream. Yeah. But you don't have deep unresolved psychosis. I probably do. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. But that some of those people they smoke weed and they go insane. That's right. That's yep. right. Or they drink and they yeah. go insane. Or they do nothing and they go insane because yeah. they're insane. Yeah. Uh, that insane part, I think, is the big one. Exactly. One time before weed was legal, I had a lot of uh, uh, weed uh, food in my bag, and I was paranoid, so I ate all the muffins. Of course. Mm. Then, We've all done that. And then it kicked in right before we took off, and when we took off, I was pretty sure the plane tipped and went upside down, and I was looking at everybody else, and everybody else was acting like it was normal. So I was like, it's not upside down, but I'm pretty sure it is. And I was holding on to the side of the seat, trying not to say anything. And I, and I just powered through and, and somehow we were not upside down. And <laughs> somehow. <laughs> so the moral of the story is you didn't actually barrel roll. <laughs> yeah. We lived. That's great. But That's for great a second news. there, it was pretty heavy. Also, like alcohol, different story. Turbulence, real bad. People in the plane uh, crying because turbulence got, you do like a couple, we did a couple of drops and shit. Yeah. And I was super drunk listening to Metallica and I was like fucking super into wasted too. Like that was back when they kind of wouldn't stop. They'd let you keep drinking. Yeah. And you want some red wine with your meal? And I'm like, I've already had like six vodka tonics, but yes, I will have some <laughs> wine with my meal. And then, yeah, I'm raging to Metallica. And I remember looking over at a couple and they were holding hands and the wife was crying. And I was like, I gave him like a weird, like smile, like, and it didn't fit. It didn't make sense to them. They yeah. were like, you're psychotic. And I was like, oh, man, I look psychotic. But I'm just enjoying my music. I was absolutely positive yeah. <laughs> that we weren't going to go down and that everybody was a pussy. And uh, if we go down, I've always, because I always think about death a lot. If I'm going down in a plane, I'm, this is the last couple of seconds of my life. I don't want to fucking cry it out. I want to rage. You know? Yeah. Go out like, fuck yeah, Metallica. That's a cool way to go out. Not, oh, please don't. Like, fuck that bitch shit. I, I don't think that I would have that presence of mind to decide not to be a bitch yeah. if the plane starts to go down. If what's, I was sober, what's the closest you've come to death, Josh? <sighs> well, I had a pretty bad car accident when I was in high school um, with the windshield. Um, I had meningitis, which was touch and go unpleasant oh the worst what is that meningitis yeah i don't know how to i don't know exactly what does it attack your head and your spine oh shit it's like a real i don't know how to describe but it's a terrible bacteria and um is it like a septic thing i, I if you is, Google, your is your poop attacking you i don't think so oh 
I know that I'll I never had, be a doctor. I know I had the worst headache I've ever had in my life. I know that in order to see if they had meningitis, they had to drain fluid out of my spine, oh. out of my spinal cord, right? So yeah. I had to do a deep spinal tap. Yeah. I know that I was sick for God. It had to be th- almost three months. Fuck. Um, so you thought it was gonna? That's how it was gonna end. Yo, dude, it was. It was the. It was far and away the worst thing that's ever happened to me. But they it, fixed it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. But but like it was. I think that's the closest as far as like physical. That hitting the windshield was. Not great, yeah. but like, I think those are the two closest ones. Did you lie flash before your eyes in the car crash? Or was it too quick? It was too quick, but I remember sitting by the side of the car. I was in high school. I remember sitting by the side of the car, and the EMT who came was my youth football coach. <laughs> and he showed up. I grew up in a small town. And I just remember him going, oh, I hope. It was something along the lines of, oh, not him, or I hope. Because I was slumped against the car, you know? And when I went back and looked at the car after the crash, we went to the because the cops took me. He was like, I, I want to show you how lucky you are. Yeah. Yo, my, my friend and I, we weren't wearing seatbelts. Our heads hit the windshield so close together. He was like, if you guys had touched heads, your heads would have fucking. Both of them would have. Yeah. just." And he was like, you got so fucking lucky that you guys were both here. Yeah. Uh, but I, I will tell you, it changes perspective, man. It just it. it like I don't drive like an asshole anymore, or any shit like that. Early, early on, because I was like, if I die because I'm an asshole behind the wheel, I'm gonna feel like such a dick. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many other ways. Life is good, and there's no reason for you to end it because you're just like you need to get to Kukuru. Yeah. You know what I mean? Five minutes earlier than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have had death experience. Near death experience. Yeah, a lot. And it slows down too, so it's always kind of traumatic. What do you mean it slows down? Well, when things get hectic, things slow down for me because there's a way out, maybe. So whenever I have a car crash, go into matrix few mode. Seconds where I just go, oh fuck, and I can see like what's gonna happen. And I'm like, don't, no, you know. Yeah. It's like motocross jump where I fucked up and I'm in the air and I'm like, I'm gonna die. Like you already know where you're gonna land and it's not in the good spot, and it's takes way longer than it takes you know like as soon as i take off it ta- feels like you know a couple minutes what's like, the headspace in the in the air like that if you know something bad is happening what's the headspace are you preparing like to get out of it you got to land on your bike that's the first thing that you learn like if you're if you fuck up on a big jump you can't bail if you leave the bike then it's just your body in the air and you're dropping like you know 50 70 feet you're gonna fucking explode so you got to land on the bike even though if you even if you think you're not going to roll away you've got to use the bike first so the first thing is to i've done it where i've took off and i was like no way and i've gone to get off the bike and i'm like you can't you'll fucking die stay on and i've got back on and gone you gotta be fucking how bad is this gonna be like am i gonna die or am i you know i'm definitely going to hospital like all those thoughts and you try to make sure the bike, as much of the bike as possible, lands underneath you. Yeah, and then explode. Like, I've done it where I broke both my ankles. Just boom! And fucking, you know, explosion and bounced off the bike. But the bike took the hit. And because my feet were on the pegs, it broke my ankles. You know, it's crazy. That's I My instinct would be to bail also. Yeah. it, it happened. Well, The only people that don't bail are good guys. 
yeah, if just, you've just learning and you accidentally did that, you're for sure jumping off. Oof. Only people in the know, which should work out. Like if you're doing fucking hundred foot jumps, you should have been around in moto for a long time. Yeah. So you know to do that. Most guys, when I see this happen, they do they do that. It's pretty rare that someone steps off, unless they think they can. Because I've seen people come up short and they jump over the bars and skid down the landing ramp, and the bike takes the hit by itself. <clears throat> yeah but i've seen that not work and even when people do do that it's still a hundred 150 foot jump they end up breaking their leg or their ankle when it hits the ground or whatever but if it's to flat and you don't have the bike you'll die yeah you have to use the bike i had never fucking thought of that well you have to bear in mind i don't want to put words in your mouth but ramp skateboarding is over and over and over being really high up looking down not always being sure if you're going to land and figuring out what you're going to do about it Wait, so he's got reps. You're not sure you're going to land it? When that happens a lot, yeah. At I mean, what, at what point of the jump, at what point of the jump, so when you take off, like at what point of the jump do you know, oh, this is going to be okay or this isn't going to be okay? Is it immediate? Sometimes if it's really bad, it's straight away, yeah. But sometimes, especially the bigger ramps, you're so high, you can't tell where you're going to land until you're coming back in. So you don't know until you're coming back in how dead you are. That's and fucking if it's a contest, crazy. this happened my whole career. If in a contest, I take off wrong. I'm not bailing. It's a contest. I'm fucking making this trick. So I've been in the air where I'm like fuck, and then I'm fighting it to try and adjust it in the air, which is really hard because you don't have nothing to hold on to to adjust. You kind of whap, you know, flapping your hands or some shit, and yeah. then land wrong and still make it, or land wrong and fucking explode on the flat. That happened to me millions of times can you think of a time where you were like this is gonna be really bad and you and ended up being oh yeah this was actually pretty good uh where you fixed it where you fixed it in midair yeah fuck you i did a contest once where it's a kickflip indie where you you flip your board into your hand and then you put the ball back on your feet and i you know i've done millions of them and in the contest when i went to flip it it didn't flip my foot missed the side of the board so the board just stayed floating in front of me and i went to grab it and my hand my fingernails scratched down the grip tape i went Shh! and then i reached again and i didn't have time to grab it i just had time to slap it so i slapped it down to my feet and landed it and oh, made that's it crazy and it was like it's not a trick it doesn't count but i basically just ghosted a fucking an indie air and made it f- f- levitate in front of me and f- did some weird thing but everyone was like holy shit that was yeah for that but also several other times i've done that and i've grabbed it and thrown it on at the last second and just exploded and ate shit because usually that's not going to work when you do it like that uh, you have to but a contest is where all of us we are all if things go wrong everybody not just me everybody in a contest when they do things wrong in the air and it's their ride that they have to make there's a certain point where you can't get it back, but if it's fucking close, all of us will try it. But what it's so amazing to me, dude, I don't know if you guys have this, but you're talking about during the danger time, your brain is slowing down for you to make Fuck decisions. It. Car crash. I've been in so many car crashes when I used to race cars. That's every a specific time skill, would, dude, dude, to, to, for your brain to slow it. down. Everybody has it. Every athlete has that. I don't believe anybody baseball. I think everybody. You think it all slows down in those. They slow it down. Yeah. That's got to be what what makes somebody 
go to that next level. Because during those pressure situations, the people who don't succeed are when things speed up. Yeah. And the people I'm sure that can slow it down and be like, this is relax and treat this the same way you treat everything else. Because there's a way out. I see people get hurt sometimes doing things where I can see that they went into shock as soon as it started and they didn't do anything to get themselves in a better spot. Yeah. And it made the slam that much worse. Like I see it sometimes where it pisses me off. I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking? You went, ah, like, yeah, people do that. Like, oh no. Yeah. I'm like, you close your fucking eyes and just say, oh no. I go, like, is there a way out? Cause yeah. you, cause I'm thinking from prior experience where I have slowed it down and wiggled my fucking way out of death. Not one time, millions of times. I did it. I fucked up trying to do a 540 like six months ago. And I looped out right when I took off and I spanned the 540 on the way up without my board. And my body was still spinning and I was not coming down yet. So I had to commit my shoulder around again and I span a 900 and I don't do 900s, especially now I'm fucking 50 and I was upside down, spinning upside down. Yeah. And I had that same feeling, like pain's coming, pain's coming, big pain's coming, but keep spinning, keep spinning. And I made it all the way around and like hit my knee and just flicked out onto my ass and didn't get hurt at all. So sometimes it really fucking helped. Like, yeah. was, and I felt it right when I looped out. I could have gone, oh no, and that would have mean I, that would have meant that I would have stayed upside down and landed on my head, like fifteen feet to the ground. Which is probably what would have happened to me. But I don't have not that. if you practice it. It's but not. to an extent, it's you realize this is like you're saying the exact opposite of what you started off saying when when we're talking about comedy, and you're the relative master for yeah. that. You were. The you, the you and Sam Kinison yeah. show didn't know how to write the ship. Yeah. The you now, like I know somebody this is cute, but somebody I know is starting a podcast and they were reading me the script for how they're going to say goodbye at the end of the show. Mm. That's nice. It's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That person works too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's great. And yeah. that's awesome. And that's really nice. And the yeah. best part is hopefully within three shows, you'll never need a script again. Yeah. To say, yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yeah. Pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, not, but one. not if you've never done it before. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So there's got to yeah, be some combination. Tully, you of- said once before that we've had people on the show that were n- nervous to be on a show. No doubt, right? Yeah, and you could see that they were trembling, and you can like we've all f- felt it where this person's panicking because they're on our show. Yeah, and we're like, who? Yeah. We do this Monday to Friday. Like, nobody gives a fuck, yeah. dude. Like, I try to not make a habit of <laughs> but it. But he, can, but he obviously <laughs> thinks that everybody does because he's like, well, actually, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. the hand's shaking. And I'm like, this guy's about to fucking faint <laughs> from an interview with the Jason Ellis show. Like, there, there, there have been times. I, I, I don't recommend it often, but there have been times where I've been, like, buzzing in plumbers while I'm talking on yeah. the air by the text message. I've ordered Postmates. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you, Saturday Night Late Show, most times at least one time while i'm on stage while i'm telling a story what i'm thinking is all right my plane's at 9 a.m yeah if i get home by one i could probably fall asleep by two i'm still telling my story but my brain is it's automatic yeah got it yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. especially that late show so i that that this yeah yeah and so it's got to be some combination of natural skill and reps yeah i'm sure i hate late shows because it's not that big of a crowd and they're not as pumped to laugh and i'm not that funny well, those Saturday night shows, they're drunk. Sundays are fucking... Sun- I do Sundays at Ha Ha's, and it's good for me because it grounds me, but it's also 
fucking demoralizing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like three, yeah. maybe maybe twelve people, uh, hello, and there's comedy. always one lady that like goes, "Ew, really?" And now yeah. I just think I'm doing stand up to this one lady who thinks I'm gross for sucking a dick, and I'm just like, "Oh man, she hates gay people. Why am I even here? Why are you doing this?" Getting the car drive all the way back here, going, uh, "What is with you? Like, why do you do this to yourself?" A long Love drive that. after an uncomfortable set is like. Those are the things that, because from skateboarding and doing radio and yeah. having these, you know, when I first started in radio, nobody cared. Like, yeah. nobody was even, lit. my boss didn't know what I was doing on the air or, and no, no one was listening. And it was meant so much. It was so dramatic, the whole thing to make the show work. If it was a good show or a bad show. Yeah. It made like that, for instance, driving late too, because I stayed afterwards and watched the rest of them. And it was like one in the morning. I'm not a late night guy. And, no. and I've just sort of made this adjustment recently for comedy. And I'm driving down the 405 at one in the morning by myself after this one girl was super pissed that I said China was dead after I fucked her. She's like, really? And I was like, well, she did die. You know, like, yeah. I liked her. I yeah. fucked her and she died. So, yeah, these not, are facts. Not, not, not yeah. immediately after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't kill her. <laughs> I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't yeah. there for the murder. I, I don't have death dick. Yeah, I'm just I like saying. her. Yeah, I yeah, liked yeah. her. Yeah. yeah. But I just drove home just seeing her face over and over again. I'm like, why? You, you're f just annoying. Yeah. Like, that's not comedy when no. you make a lady just be offended by your existence. Yeah, but like. It's I know what you're going to say, and I, I'm i just saying, but I appreciated me. I got home, rolled a joint, eh, 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 stabbing myself over and over again with the punishment of not being yeah. successful. But I could also hear the other part of me go, this is how you get good at it. This is what you, you put yourself through this hell because you wake up tomorrow with a fire up your ass and you're like, I'm fucking coming back and I'm going to make that chick laugh at me. Like, I'm not, I never said... That's it. I'm never going again. Dude, like, that, I'm going. That's what happened after Kinnison. After Kinnison, you lit. A f you were like, my, "Fuck that." My girlfriend said to me, "Well, at least you got that out of your system." Yeah. Okay. And I said to her, "I go. I may not be a stand-up comic, but that's not the last time I'm on stage. Yeah. They're not chasing me off stage with that. Right. Like I. And that's all you need. Yeah. That is all. I know. Tony and I have had conversations about success, how to be good at stuff, and he has a far more intricate way of succeeding but my one still at the end i go yeah but if you never give up that's really all you need yeah i don't have how to do it how your mindset all that stuff a little bit but my basic one to anyone that asks me is you just don't ever fucking give up ever you get beat and you wake and you get up with vengeance you do it that again person is guaranteed success as long as the bus doesn't hit them or anything yeah they're gonna make it it's just that you get slapped and you go, oh, yeah, that person is is guaranteed victory. I agree with you. And, and, and like comedy will slap you all the time. Even good guys get slapped. hundred percent. I've seen it. hundred percent. I've seen them kill and then do the same thing the next night. And nobody liked it. I'm like, this is fucking terrifying. Yeah. He is bombing and he's a fucking legend who I just saw tear it up. Yes. Yesterday. Fucking 24 hours. Why is everyone not laughing at it now? You know, you guys know who Joey Diaz is. Of course. Fuck yeah. Okay. Joey's one of my oldest friends, right? Um, and uh, you know, we live together in Seattle. I've known this dude forever. Joe Diaz, if you tell me who's the funniest person for 15 minutes at the comedy store in the original room, I would tell you, I, 
put anybody out there, Sebastian, Burr, Rogan, 15 minutes in that original room at the top, nobody's Joey Diaz. No, nobody. I've heard that. He also, I've seen him eat shit. Right. Right. I've seen him. And he'll tell you, yeah, I fucking ate shit last night. Yeah. What the fuck? Crazy. And he didn't have a bad set. No. It just sometimes people uh, yeah, dude. aren't into it. But 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 for, for real, to me, the the funny you know, I started with him and Brody. Shit. And um I remember watching the two of them when we were first starting. They Brody especially, nobody bombed like Brody. <laughs> nobody bombed like Brody. And same with Joe. But so they would bomb and then as they were bombing, they would get mad. And their real personality would come out and they would crush. Yeah. And it was such a crazy lesson for me as a young comic. I was having a hard, it took me a while to piece together. Oh, when you're yourself, you do well. Yeah. When you're trying to be somebody else, yep. you don't. Right. And so when those, especially Joe now, yo, dude, that dude steps on stage and he's himself. He fucking murders. Yeah. This, it's so authentic. He's dirty as fuck. Nobody leaves his show feeling like, oh, I'm offended because he's so authentic. It's yeah. hard to be offended by somebody who's just truly, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Truly themselves. And so, yeah, man, like it's, but I have a feeling you don't have a problem being authentic on stage. Uh, not, I guess so, but I feel like some days are better than others. And I think it's because of that. I feel like maybe the nerves or something happened right before it where, I'm under pressure and I can't tap into myself like I thought I could because sometimes it works really well and I'm like am I a genius and I didn't even know it <laughs> like I've done sets where everybody was like holy shit and I walked off and all the people that booked me were like holy shit and I was like I've done I've got it and then, <laughs> yeah. and then I go to haha's on Sunday and it's like I don't <laughs> I, I don't I have anything I don't have anything at all yeah, yeah. I don't know what what happened that night I don't get it so that's what I, love I think it, it might be because I think with the ones that I have done well, where it's like an awkward, more pressure, where I go, ah, fuck it. And I feel like the, ah, fuck it makes me just be me. I agree. Because I feel like I've had arguments, fought my wife, and then went and did comedy, had an argument with my wife, and then was like super bummed out about it. But I said I was going to be there that night, so I went anyway. So, like, hey, Jason. I'm like, hey. And I was just sitting in a stool waiting for me to to my time to go up and I was like, I don't give a fuck, dude. Who gives a shit about anything right now? And I and you killed. did well, yeah. Yeah. Because you didn't put anything on it. Yeah. I kind I looked at the crowd. They didn't look like they were going to appreciate anything I was going to say. I'm like, are you ready to suck butts for 10 minutes? Because you're about to. Dude, you were probably more relaxed during yeah. that set. Yeah. It almost made me want to fight my wife before yeah, I go welcome. this. You're <laughs> Please don't fucking <laughs> congratulate yourself. Yeah, it almost made me like, man, I should just be depressed all the time. I do better. <laughs> <laughs> but that wouldn't be worth it. No, probably not. Probably yeah. not. Anyway, we got to fuck off, I think. All yes, right. we do. We have another show to do in about 10 minutes at patreon.com slash ellismate. Yeah, we're busy. I really appreciate you guys having me. We appreciate you. I please, love having fucking awesome guests. Please, please guys, check out. Uh, this show family tussle that I do with my son. Like I said, it's the best thing I've ever done. And I'm so proud of it. And, and to like do this all ourselves and to do all the press and do all the funding and to write it and direct it and produce it. 
it just feels like the most me I've ever, the thing that I've made that's the most me because eh. there's no other outside fingers on it. That's awesome. Yeah, it feels so fucking good. So I'm really proud of it. And I how can people you. find it? It's on my YouTube page. It also, by the time this is out, it'll be on my Facebook page. Um, but it's Josh Wolf Comedy on both of those. And, and it's like. Is that where you see tour dates too? My tour dates is on my website, comedianjoshwolf.com. Okay. All right. I and what episode do they find out what the tattoo is? Third episode. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you next week. Take care of each other. Don't die. Boy, boy, boy.